when I was like trying to think, well, I wonder what those guys are going to pick. It <laughs> didn't even cross my mind. I don't know why. That's hilarious. Because that's, that's clearly the most obvious pick. It was it was the North Star from a pretty early point. Uh, we mm-hmm. had to add more columns into the spreadsheet because <laughs> we kept talking about it. I think it's just because you guys both have kind of put it on the back burner for, uh, even right, if you're yeah. playing it, you yeah. just kind of haven't talked about it as much. I was yep. like, oh, I guess they kind of, you know. They loved it, but, you know, I guess I think just like me, you know, like I I just like jump to the next game just like that. Oh, I'm stuck. Next game. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, and we're back to uh, wrap up uh, yet another year of video games, I guess, or another year of pursuing pixels and mm-hmm. talking video games on the podcast and whatnot and whatever. And yeah, we kind of, if you're unfamiliar with how we do our holiday episodes, I know it's kind it's pretty traditional in the sense that we sort of do like our games of the year, if you will. Yeah. But we do it in a slightly different uh, fashion. We were just talking before we started up here. It's like instead of it doesn't necessarily have to be games that came out this year in 2022. It just has to be something that we've discussed on the podcast in 2022. Now, for me, a few of my games or at least a couple of them did come out this year. But um, there's definitely some that I you know, had on the table. I don't know about you guys, if they're all on the newer side or whatever. I have a feeling there's going to be a yeah. little bit of <laughs> crossover. You know, when when you mentioned that before we started recording, you guys were like, I was like, oh, I wonder what game they might have crossover on. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. How can I how can I not be thinking about this? But <laughs> or how can I overlook that? Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we always yeah, will the most honorable. talked about game <laughs> on the podcast, maybe like definitely this year. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because I was like, it's not a not a Kevin game, so get it out of my brain. Right. I know I'm not going to get around to it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to actually, I'm going to hold my list in my hand here because I got quite a few games uh, that I had on the table. I'm going to sort of do like a, I'm not going to do like a three honorable mentions and three, I, I don't know, I have, I have my top three. I'm not going to cheat as much as I did in the past where I was just like, <laughs> and all the games from Daniel Linson and Kultisti, who are my <laughs> like two of my favorite game developers, it wrapped into one. Uh, and I'm not even going to do it like, because part of me was like, I gave it to Punk Cake last year. Like I looked up what we've done in the past and I was like, I've been digging into those sock pop games hard and I could oh, yeah. just like kind of give like a blanket, uh, you know, sock pop. And like even part of me was like one of my most memorable experiences of this year. And I'll just kind of throw this out there because one of my games is kind of like a platformer adventure, which is probably my favorite genre of games. And part of me was like I did those couple of streams. I think I, I think it was three, maybe even four streams where I played Super Mario World and uh, mm-hmm. didn't uh, do the Switch Palaces till the very end and did all 96 exits. And it was like that was honestly one of my most memorable like times with gaming throughout the year. But I was like, ah, there's I did have some other memorable like fresh experiences as well. Although that did like again uh, with that little tip from uh, a SNES drunk video uh, with uh, mentioning like ways to mix up some of the classic games, like oh, saying, yeah. "Hey, why don't you try like playing Super Mario World without the Switch Palaces? See if that uh, makes things a little more difficult." And it definitely did. It, it oh, mixed no things doubt. up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I, I will uh, kind of treat that as an honorable mention <laughs> and just kind of like scrape on the surface of a couple others before I make like the actual pick for my platformer because I really did love a couple of others. Uh, one that I uh, played only a little bit of and honestly might have made the cut if I played more of it was uh, Curse Crackers uh, for Whom the Bell Toils. Uh, we actually got a chance to do a uh, interview stream with the developers on that one. We checked out the demo. 
uh, played through like the first three stages. So it was really cool to like actually chat with them behind the scenes. It's got like a really cool Game Boy Color style to the pixel art, like just a really fast and fluid and like just gorgeous platformer adventure. Like I love everything about it, but honestly, I just haven't played like much beyond the demo. I think I just played maybe another couple stages after that. Um, but honestly it would probably would have made the cut. And then the other game that I was like, ah, it's on, I almost want to give it to this, but if I had to give it to only one platformer, I'm going to give it to the other game instead. But Flynn son of crimson was another game that Mm. I was like, that game. I just like, it was, I played it on game pass and just plowed all the way through it. I didn't beat every like secret exit. Unlike super Mario where I cleared all 96 exits or whatever. I was just kind of like, you know, just kind of doing the main campaign. I did a few extra things here and there to like level up my character, but it just was like a really great, uh, I think it was initially intended to be kind of like more of a Metroidvania exploration game because uh, that's how the demo was sort of laid out, which I played like long, long ago. Uh, but they ended up going more of like an overworld map approach. And there were some like secret exits, kind of Super Mario World style that would lead to like extra stages and yeah. stuff like that. But overall, it, like I just really loved that structure of the game of like just kind of a little more linear with, a you know, just a slight bit of open worldness or just, you know, secrets and goodies around every corner. But the game I had to give it to because the first game that came to mind is actually the, these two games because I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to go right into my next one after this. But uh, my first pick of the three uh, had to be Oliha, which is just a game that I gushed about on the podcast like time and time again. At least I, actually, it might have only been once or twice, but I played that one actually on three separate streams. And then I think I nice. wrapped it up, like beat the game. But it was a game that just complete and, and actually played on Game Pass as well but completely captured my attention. Like it was the only game I thought about from the time that I started playing it to the time I finished. Like oh, I don't yeah, think I played any sign. games in between. Um, and it just has such a moody atmosphere. It's a game from uh, published by Devolver Digital. I forget the uh, development studio off the top of my head, but I remember thinking like, how is this game not getting more attention? Like it's got a really cool, like kind of almost like uh sketchy pixel art style. Like it almost looks like rough around the edges. Uh, just like the way like the movement, all the animations are really fluid and like the story is really moody and cryptic and a little bit silly at times. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like I think I mentioned on the podcast, like yeah, one of the upgrade, like you get like hats that you can wear and like most of them kind of fit the aesthetic of the game. But like for me, like the backwards green baseball hat, like gave you like extra health or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> eh, none of the other perks really, I don't really need them. And I was like, I guess I'll just be uh, look like Max Goof over here with my backwards hat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I really love the mechanics in that game. Like the main kind of mechanic was like you had this spear that you could chuck around. And then like later in the game, you would be able to like stick that spear into. Well, not the ground, the ground wall, wherever. Uh, but you could like stick it into enemies and then you could teleport to where the spear is. Yeah. And then you got this heavy sword later in the game that you could. They started throwing some puzzles into the mix. But just like uh, Flynn, Son of Crimson, it kind of had like. It was a little more open worldy, like there was a little more like every stage was almost like a little mini Metroidvania to a to a very small degree. But you were getting new abilities and new weapons and stuff. But you kind of would like go to different islands and there'd be a few different like outposts or like kind of save points that you could travel to. And you kind of cleared each island at a time. And it just like it was nonlinear, but linear at the same time. And it was just, it was it was linear enough to keep me just chugging along and just like, okay, let me beat another stage. Let me get a little further in this game. And it was just a few hours. And I just, honestly, I just loved every single second of that game. It's one of the more memorable games I've played in, in recent years, you know, not just this year, but in in any year. And it's one that I honestly intend to to go back and play at some point. I played it 
like I mentioned on game or I don't know if I mentioned that for this one, but I played this one on Game Pass as well. And it's one that I was like, uh, you know, if I see it like either a physical copy, definitely on Switch or something. I don't know if there is a physical version, but it's something I would definitely want to own at some mm-hmm. point because I'm like, it's not enough to just have played it uh, and experienced it. But the other game, which was probably the first game that came to mind, and this is I guess it is a platformer at heart, but it's kind of like in a, a genre of its own. So I don't have any other like uh honorable mentions to pair it with but ali ali world had to get the mention for one of my favorite games this year and also one of my favorite games just ever i mean i've put it in like you know in the same sentence as like downwell and some of my all-time favorite games and it just has you know i love precision platformers i love the arcade games i love a nice linear experience and this game's kind of everything obviously i love the tony hawk series and this is kind of like you know i everything i said about it on the podcast in the past it's just kind of like airtight controls it can i guess it can be a little frustrating at times as you're kind of like learning the tracks because it it can be a little confusing you don't know if you're gonna like go up a vert ramp and go down a different part of the track or like if you don't know what's coming you it can kind of catch you off guard here and there but like Eh. it's such a reactive and fun and like exactly vibrant game the colors are so cool the low poly like 3d art style even though the gameplay is still in 2d is amazing i feel like you're you're ready to chime in there john like i was i was gonna say like this is really one of those games that i've had no business not picking up like everything that yeah. you've said described about it and like every like gameplay footage I've seen of it, like it all looks so good. And like mm-hmm. just for no reason, I've just not picked it up yet. Same. <laughs> yeah, I, it's... I really need to. And this the, I might I might force myself like after we closed out this recording, <laughs> to just like pick it up just so that I don't keep doing this. Yeah, it's definitely I think they. I haven't played any of the DLC stuff. I don't know if they've even added it yet, but I know they did have kind of like a roadmap, you know, to kind of plan for after the game comes out. We're going to add, you know, a couple new levels or whatever. But just, yeah, all the extra stuff of like I love the Ali Ali series as it is, especially Ali Ali 2, which I sunk a lot of time into. But like the way they added the sort of like procedurally generated, like after you clear a zone or a world in the game, like. Then you can go to like this extra section and play procedurally generated worlds on whatever difficulty you want, whatever length you want to set them to. And there, there's some online stuff where there's like sort you can like do these like, I don't know, you're like playing against like 10 other people for high scores, but it's just sort of random. Like I, I never found too much reason to go co- to go back for that, but just the gameplay in and of itself, the story and too as well, like the soundtrack. I think it's more of just kind of like a jukebox soundtrack of just cool songs, but still really cool songs and like yeah just the sense of humor like I, again i talked about this on the podcast but just like you know you're skating in radlandia and you're trying to achieve nirvana and just like all the sure. little like quirky puns and like the way they lean into like the skate culture and attitude and stuff like that just just so so cool um and yeah i think my other game but i guess well before i do that just a couple quick uh, other uh like runner-up honorable mentions because the other game that i was really close to putting on this list was uh the ninja saviors and i was thinking like maybe that's a little more recency bias but it was you know i don't often i'm not somebody who plays through a game from start to finish these days anymore Mm -hmm. you know i kind of just scratch the surface or i get to a point where i get stuck or whatever the reason is i just kind of like move on to the next thing and want to experience something new but this game for whatever reason partially i guess because randall is like heaped so much praise on it as well and to be honest like i was thinking about it the other day i was like i think this game probably would have made the cut like if randall if you and i would have played this together co-op or something like a big that would cement it as like a memory 
and like a game that like, oh, that's that's on the top three for sure. But because it was just kind of like a, a game that I chipped away at on my own, I'm very glad I played through it and I loved it and I want to play through it with the other characters and I really want to play it co-op. Uh, but I don't, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just couldn't put it on the list. Uh, but yeah, I was also thinking about XO one when we talked about that on the yeah. podcast, just a really memorable experience, like a couple hours, just a, I don't know, one of a kind kind of game. I don't have much very to say one about of a it kind. other than, yeah. yeah, there's just nothing really like it. And it's just very, very experiential. But uh, and I even thought about Into the Breach briefly because I was like, man, I did play the shit out of that game when that <laughs> update came out. But um, I don't know how I you did. can pare down like you play like factors <laughs> of 10 more games than like either Randall and yes. I combined. Yes. And like, well, I don't understand how you could like this seems ridiculous. <laughs> like how well, you've even well, narrowed it, is it down to as this. I, <laughs> as I narrow it down to this mess of like and this game and this game and this game. Uh, but yeah, because I was also like, oh, man, I want to mention something from like the Pursuing Pixels James Jam game game. I was like, I got to pick something from that. But I was like that. That's more of like that experience was yeah, up there. But like, oh, yeah. Not so much the game, but I guess I'm sort of leaning in that direction a little bit in a way or sort of not really, I guess. But uh, I did want to give a, the the other game, which is kind of more for the experience than the game. But uh, below, 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 which is a game that I played from uh, Super Try with our pal Kevin Cole. Um, and I was playing uh, it's like a roguelike dungeon crawler. And we, we did that like kind of interview stream with him. Uh, where we played through the game and he kind of like, you know, was kind of cryptically giving me hints along the way. We actually yeah. ended up playing through like five different Super Try games, but that was the game that we wrapped up. And like, I didn't even know, like I knew it was a new game that wasn't like technically out yet. And I think it might even still be only in release to like uh, Super Try Patreon members, but he kind of saved it for last. And he was like, by the way, this is a world premiere of this game right now. And it was just like, I don't know, I tend to be someone when I go into a stream and I've been doing this a little bit more lately where I might like try something fresh. Like I was wrapping up a stream and somebody's like, Hey, why don't you check out this demo for this game core breaker? And I was like, Oh, I've never played it before, but let me check it out. But I, I usually hate like fumbling through and figuring out the ropes, but I don't know. It was really fun to uh, do with below, below, below. And with Kevin, like giving me like these cryptic hints on the side, like, Hey, maybe you don't want to do that. You wouldn't tell me why, but it, maybe you don't want to <laughs> try that just yet. Or like, Hey, maybe like that's what this means. Like not what you think it means. Like it just like, I don't know. It's a whole so experience. Fun. Like, yeah. And honestly, like anytime we've sunk up with uh, Kevin to do anything uh, from Super Try and, and the whole team over there, it just seems like, I don't know. I, I just feel like so natural when uh, I'm hanging out with him. So I just feel like, I don't know. I wanted to give a shout out to all of the, like doing some of those interview streams was uh, some of the most fun I had throughout the year. Like I mentioned curse crackers earlier, but doing spear DX and I'm trying to, there were definitely a few others that we did where I'd like kind of interviewed and played the game at the same time. Uh, there was, I don't know. We actually, we did a uh, city limits, which was a game that was originally made for the pursuing pixels. Uh, James jam game, gam uh, space. My friend went on to like turn it into a full steam release. And I did a, nice. like an interview session with them while we played it and checked it out. So I did want to kind of give a shout out. It wasn't so much as much below, below, below is an amazing game. Don't get me wrong, but it was more like it just felt really cool to sync up with Kevin Cole. And like, I don't know, just if it almost in my brain kind of like made pursuing pixels like extra official, like, oh, man, we're doing like these interviews with real indie game developers. And I, we've kind of been touching base with people like that since oh, yeah. not, maybe not day one, but, you know, since we got the ball rolling. But yeah. Like, I don't know. That that just, just was a really, really memorable stream. You know, we'd had a few beers or some wine, whatever we were drinking. And yeah, it was really fun to kind of wrap up. And I got pretty, pretty dang far in uh, 
the run that I played. And actually, now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, that game's still sitting on my computer. I should fire it up. I, part of my my brain always thinks like when a game's like not technically out yet, I'm like, I don't want to play it till it's like the full release is out, you know? Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of give some love to like the interview streams, I guess, in general. But yeah, and, and Super Try in general. But yeah, in particular, of the five games we played, Below, Below, Below really kind of stuck with me as like, oh, I want to dig deeper into that game and explore it some more. So, I mean, I could rattle off more honorable mentions, but I'm going to leave it there <laughs> because I honestly, like you were saying, John, I could probably just keep going. Like I, I basically just stopped writing down games because I ran out of room. Like I wrote down your name <laughs> next. So I'm like, okay, I can't, I'm, I got to leave room to write down what John talks about. So <laughs> why don't I, uh, <laughs> why don't I kick it? Let not to mention Randall. So yeah, let me uh, kick it over to you and uh, talk about your uh, honorable mentions and games this year. Sure thing. Uh, real quick, was the, were those just your honorable mentions or were those your honorable mentions and your games of the year? That was everything wrapped into one. In okay. A really random order. So my my three games were Ali Ali World, Oliha, and uh, Below Below Below, and then okay. all of those other games. Everything were my else was mentions. an honorable mention. Okay. So I, these times these timestamps are going to be fun. It yes. was so hard for me to keep track of like is have we segued from the honorable mentions into the actual game? You know, I, I do that always when I'm like recording the intros for the save it for the cast and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I'm like, I like half start a thought and then I start another one and then I'm like editing it later. I'm like, what the, I should almost like re-record this. Like, what was I even talking about? But keep it authentic. It's the holiday episode. That's folks. right. Exactly. It's, exactly. And it's, hey, it's a, it's a bunch of cool games, whether whatever yeah, order they're exactly. in, a bunch of cool games. Okay, well, I'm going to attempt to have a little bit more structure. On you, are, you are the spreadsheet guy. You are the spreadsheet guy. Which, oh, again, yeah. we always got to throw the thanks to John for uh, yeah. keeping a spreadsheet up to date for us to be able to reference and just be like, oh, here's all the games we talked about this, this episode year. episode would not happen the same way without Literally. John's Literally. efforts. Yeah. Well, it would just be all recency bias. Like yes. the first game that came to I was like, oh, Woten DX. That demo was awesome. That was one of my favorites. I'm like, I literally just played that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because those are the ones that I don't update as quickly. So I have beautiful, the recency beautiful. bias that covers all the stuff <laughs> that I don't it. get around to covering. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but on my honorable mentions, this list, like I, I had a lot. I had a lot of games that I really liked this year. But like the honorable mentions were games that like I spent a lot of time with and like I really got deep into. But like maybe I didn't really necessarily think like, oh, this is a game that I really want to like. That's not even true. I don't even know what's. Uh, who cares what the difference between my honorable mentions <laughs> and the game of the year is? They're all good games. Like I yeah. love these all, all of these. But like, yeah. In, in terms of honorable mentions, I've got uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which mm. was uh, somehow a third life of this game where I played it once as a single player poorly then once as a single player halfway competently and now i just play it multiplayer as god intended (laughs) with strangers around the globe just helping with hunts like and it's truly like this has been the year and like that i really got into monster hunter as like intended maybe Mm -hmm. like i was really into monster hunter and it took me a while like there's it has a huge learning curve and i like but i really do think that the amount of investment if you are into playing the same game for hundreds of hours like i am like 
that's it's a great way to spend your time. It's really satisfying to play and like really satisfying to learn new weapons, which is something that I was not doing for like the first third, two thirds of like me playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then another game that's on my honorable mentions that also requires you to have a couple hundred hours of playtime <laughs> into to fully appreciate is Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> yeah. 3. Fair. Hey, yep. hey. I didn't expect to see that one here. Oh, it's so good. But, like, it is such a bonkers series that, like, I don't know if I could really recommend someone to take the dive without putting in the, like, but that's such a such a ridiculous ask to be like hey maybe you should play these like dozens of hours of previous games before going into this one but at least dozens yes yeah (laughs) but it's a it's a hell of a game i really love xenoblade chronicles 3 and i've got so much more left to play of it i know like there's new game plus stuff to get into that i haven't even touched but it's it's a great one and then yeah, those games don't mess around. No. <laughs> and then my final honorable mention this year, uh, which again, I forgot was this year. Like there has been so much good stuff that's come out over <laughs> forever. Tons. But yeah. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh yeah. Which Ooh. was just an, a phenomenal like gem of a game that I was not expecting, wasn't looking forward to, wasn't paying attention to. And then like it came out and people were hyping it up and then I played it and it was everything I wanted a new Pokemon game to be. And it was really exciting and really fun. And the Pokemon company has been forced to churn out a game a year or more a year. And I have not touched Scarlet Violet at all. And I don't know if I will, but I've got this game and it's keeping me happy. So, yeah, yeah, it looked cool. The one time that we did like the stream and then like I've watched you play one time as well. Like I was like this game, like. It's almost sucking me in. And I actually almost when I was at Best Buy uh, grabbing some games for my brother that Monster Hunter Rise was on sale for 17 bucks and I almost bought it. And I was like, I was like, but it's just not a Kevin game. Don't don't get suckered in. And I would have had to get the DLC. But yeah, I know. I was like, it's so cheap. I was like, I'm half tempted. But yeah, I knew I made the right call. I think. Yes, I think you did, too. (laughs) For me personally. Yeah. But yeah. Moving on to my game of the year list. I'm. I think I'm going to start with one that I know we're going to revisit. Uh, so I'm not okay. going to go, you know, maybe as deep into it as I go possibly as as could. Like. But Elden Ring, mm-hmm. what a fucking game. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Like, <laughs> I remember when this game announced got announced and I was like, what's the big deal? Oh, yeah. We got uh, George R. R. Martin working on... Uh, a Dark Souls game, sure, I guess. Like, well, how is that going to be any better than the Dark Souls series? And then it was just the best game in that entire oeuvre <laughs> universe like, or whatever. Yeah. You can say that with more license than I can, but goddamn, it's it's a, a, a masterpiece shit, might be an applicable word there. Like, I 
I have so much enjoy. I haven't played that game in months, and I still think about it all yeah. the time. Like, all like every once in a while, I like be like, "Oh, here's a new lore video that I've never like thought." It's like, "Oh, here's all of like the like people that you all of the cultures in Elden Ring that use cuneiform and what that might mean, as opposed to all of these others which use like a runic language." And it's yeah. like this, like I can tell that this was absolutely like. Miyazaki is a little freak who loves making games <laughs> that like have so many secrets in it. And George R. R. Martin was He's the perfect person to pair up with uh-huh. him to just like come up with entire like massive amounts of lore massive. and oh, background yeah. and not tell you a single thing of it. But like, or you know, they have like everywhere. Or for you know, they have like tomes and tomes of like Bibles of like, this is the, you know, this is what this all means, but like all of it but cryptically it's all presented. There. And it's all yeah, in yes. the environment and yes. every single thing is deliberately placed and thought of. And it's unbelievable yes. to like because you can play it and have a perfectly fine time and not engage with that at all 100 percent. it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable it, it is <laughs> you can enjoy it on multiple levels on on very in all of those on a very high level it's do you, th- so do you think it's any less memorable if you're just kind of playing it more on that surface level do you think you need to kind of be a little more invested in it to for it to like hit that sweet spot where you're like oh this is awesome or do you think think even if you were just romping through and slashing away like you know just ripping through it like an action game almost i don't think it's even possible to like not be exposed to it like i think that if you are speed running this game not paying attention anything like still like the atmosphere of every level the atmosphere of every boss like just creates a whole different mood and like mm-hmm. everything everything about it just i think is so well designed that it's You'd be impossible like to ignore it. like yeah, yeah even if you aren't engaging with the story or engaging with like and like you still kind of have to at some point because you're you, there are choices that you make in the story quote unquote story that like mm-hmm. vastly change the path that you take in it so like yeah it's I, th- I think it's there, but it's it's there in a way that like most narrative games don't like it, don't present it in the same way. Yes. So I, I think it's just an, an incredibly special game in a way that like the Dark Souls games are also that. But like the Dark Souls games, I never strayed from my loadout. And like yeah. I was always like the same build, did the same thing. And like it was fun. I loved doing it. And I did that for the majority of actually, no, not even that's not true. I did it for the beginning of Elden Ring. And then because of how Elden Ring was structured, I was yep. just like, oh. I can play any weapon and yeah. like that opened up the entire, I was like, Oh yeah, there's a reason why like some people like do replay all of these dark souls games with completely different builds because it's a yeah. game that's built around like so many. Ugh. Okay. It feels I'm, totally different the way you approach scenarios uh, with I'm different weapons, different loadouts. We've, it really is. It's so good. Elden Ring, what a fucking game. It's incredible. Yeah, like it, feel, it feels like it just like seeps into you from mm-hmm. every possible angle, like whether it's gameplay or story or environment, like whatever it is, if, if it's your thing, like while you're playing it, like it seems like it's just seeping in you from every angle. Absolutely. But 
uh, my next game on my game of the year list. None of these are. There's no order to these. They're, <laughs> they're all games that I, I loved and adored. The next one yeah. is Death's Door, which mm-hmm. was a game nice. that I didn't really know anything about when I like picked it up. But we just had a huge, like the most like fervent recommendation from yeah. our friend Mikey, who's like, you have to play this game. And I was like, all right, he doesn't recommend games to me very often. I might as well like give it a shot. And yeah, it was phenomenal. Like a good, like isometric top down, uh, like action rpg ish like kind of dark souls in like progression and you know losing uh oh if it was i i'm mixing up like ashen and all the other like souls like whereas like okay was which one is salt which one has souls which one has like (laughs) whatever the currency commodity yeah yeah but like death's door is just incredible level design and especially like early uh dark souls one level design where you are just creating shortcuts which get you through and like you are internalizing the uh, like every location and where mm-hmm. enemies are and what their patterns are and specific to that location and it was an absolute joy to play i still need to fully beat it i saw credits but this game has a life well beyond that that is nice incredible and i i really really loved my time with it and heartily recommend people who are interested in that type of game not looking into anything else and giving it a shot because i think it's worth it and it's really worth experiencing it on your own uh, um, and I'll go ahead and second that recommendation because, yeah, I, I didn't play enough of it because I started that in Tunic right around the same time. Mm. And Tunic, I talked about this on the podcast, but Tunic, for whatever reason, just the setting and the just the vibes and everything just caught my attention a little bit more. But they actually just put out that physical version of Death Store on Switch. I just I saw it when I was that. browsing at Best Buy and it's got like a nice, like thick, like uh slip case around uh-huh. it and our buddy mikey who was kept harping on us to play it like he's got that vinyl set of the death oh. store like soundtrack like it, they really like uh, it's such a gorgeous game like every, everything you said it's just yeah it's a it's a really really cool game it's one that like i was like kind of mad i was like i gotta pick one of one of the two of these because i'm gonna get confused and torn between the yep. two if i keep trying to play both so i was like i'm just gonna lean into tunic for now but death store is one i, I definitely want to go back to yeah and then my final game, I don't know if this will come to a surprise to anyone, but Rogue Legacy 2, goddamn, <laughs> man, what Legacy a goddamn bias game. Be damned. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. I loved Rogue Legacy so much mm-hmm. when I first played it, and I did not pay attention to Rogue Legacy 2 at all during its development. It's been in early access for years, and like just got released the full release on switch out of nowhere and i said you know what i really liked that game like the first installment of that let's see what this one is and holy shit it's the same game just better in every fucking aspect damn literally every single way it's just rogue legacy but better and that was one of my favorite games for years so oh yeah that game defined the playstation 3 for me besides the uncharted's and the whatever that was like the game for me on playstation 3 yeah i nice it's like 
I don't know. It feels endlessly replayable to me specifically. Like I, we've had discussions over like what people like in a roguelike and just like the way that rogue legacy scratches that itch for me specifically is unlike any other game. Like it's just every run like is as fun as it needs to be for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain because like, I can absolutely see like the criticism some people have of like, it's really grindy. You have to do a lot of different runs, but like, I love it. I love the fact that there's like 15 classes that nice. all control entirely differently and nice. have entirely different mechanics. And yeah. like, in my mind, it's like, oh, I'm going to use whichever one I have the least experience in. So I'm constantly rotating. I'm playing a different class each time and like completely changing my play style and then using different like having different relics that I'm picking up. And the heirlooms that they added in this game have some of the best level design challenges of like having the environment tell you exactly what you need to do without explicitly telling you what you need to do. And then also if you need to, it will tell you what you need to do. But like, if you like see the environment and be like, I bet I can do this. And then you try it and you can, and it's so good. It's so good. It's, uh, what a good year for games, guys, guys. Yeah. I love video games. (laughs) And I know I said this when you talked about Rogue Legacy 2 just a week or two or whenever it was ago, but like as somebody who had no in, like I liked the first game and but didn't really get all that pulled into it. I was just like, this is cool, fun, but I played it kind of long after the fact and like, okay, there's other roguelikes around. It didn't didn't grab my attention. But like watching you play two was just like, man, I need this game. Like it just looks so good. Like I I just can't second that enough just from watching you play it. I was like, God, I need that game. Seems like um, such a switch game too, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like lay in bed with that hoary split pad pro. Oh yeah. Let's do a little Just run. Perfect. Or yeah. three or five. And and like you said, it's per like the fact that like there's so many different classes, like forcing you to just like okay, I got to lean into this play style on this run. I think that's what really makes a roguelike feel like fun to replay again and again Fresh. when it's like making you play in a different way based on what you're getting. Absolutely. On any, any given run or whatever. But uh, but yeah, why don't we uh, kick it over to uh, Randall? I'm surprised how much Triple uh, A you had on the list there, John. Pretty, I'm uh, surprised almost too, primarily, honestly. Like, but <laughs> really? I also like the there's a through line there with John in particular of uh, like getting out of the comfort zone with like play yeah. style in in certain oh, games. Yeah. You know, there, yeah, there was a that's lot true. of that yeah, with Monster there. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It's it's been a good year for making John play a game differently. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's I awesome. Like it. But yeah, let's, right. uh, let's kick it over to Randall for that list. Let's talk about some video games. So yes. um, I'm, I'm a little bit slightly more structured as far as the order of this, <laughs> the way I've been deliberating, but I just I have a list brain, so that's kind of how I do it. But uh, yep. so I have an honorable, honorable mention first before I get into my, <laughs> my three honorables and then the top Love three. it. Um, Love it. The honorable, honorable mention is uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, oh, yes. And it's 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 that low only because I just didn't have the chance to play it more. But what I did play, played through with Kevin, was a yes. fucking awesome experience. And, like, probably the most notable beat-em-up that came out this year. So I have to give it some love. 
you know, yeah. on, on this here podcast, on this episode. It's just like the production values on, on this game. It's just incredible. Like just such a love letter to those Turtles beat-em-up games. They just nailed it from the visuals to the interstitial, you know, little cutscenes yeah. that introduced the levels to, you know, adding the mechanics of like, uh, you know, it's not just, you know, kick and punch and do your jump kick a million times. There's a whole bunch of depth to the combat and they're adding, you know, moves that you can do over time as you're gaining experience and beating more enemies. So, you know, and the soundtrack's awesome and it lots of callbacks to the best elements of those games and the yep. series in general. And it, yeah, they like, what could I ask for more than what they did? Right. It's, it's so true. It's one of those games that could have so easily been like, Oh, I'm really excited for this. And then it comes out and you're like, ah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Fine. Yeah. It's uh, glad they made it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's about it. Like, but it's like, Oh no, this is everything I wanted it to be. And then some, it's, You're it right. really is awesome. And I, and I've actually been fortunate enough to actually play it with a few other groups of people too. Nice. And just like, Oh yeah. Every time everyone's like, this game's awesome. So yes, looking forward to playing more of that down the line. Yeah. It could have easily been a cynical cash in thing and it just was yeah. not that And tribute games. Of course they, they just yeah. nailed it, you know, yeah. so give them their kudos. Okay. So the the three honorable <laughs> mentions, you know, in in order, uh, starting with the least honorable, is NBA Two K Twenty Three. You know, I, <laughs> the dishonorable NBA Two yes. K <laughs> All those extra transactions. Yes, that's why. It, really, that's why. And I, I don't know that I've ever put an NBA game on one of these end of year yeah, lists, even though true. I've always talked about these games. Um, yeah. But man, this was like. This is the technically the second release of what is now like the new generation of systems, right? And so they've they've polished this new basketball engine, and that's really why it's on this list. Is because damn, it just feels so good to play this game. Man, they just nailed the basketball mechanics uh, in this. It just it's so like if there's a game where I'm like, God damn, like I'm just I'm exhausted again. Like I'm just like I want to play a game for a second and just not think about stuff like that's yeah. the game I turn on and, and my fingers just know what to do. And it just feels so good and it's so fluid. And, you know, yeah. you, when you just nail that three point shot and you get the little green over your head and it just feels so good. It's just like they just nail what basketball feels like. And, you know, when I tried my career for the first time and I'm just controlling my character that added a different season to the whole experience that I hadn't tried before where, yeah, now I'm just the guy you know, not even with the ball in my hand. Sometimes I'm setting a pick and then running down the lane, you know, making the cuts or, you know, doing different things on defense without having to worry about controlling the whole team and what that means when you're playing a team sport and like how that can feel. Right. And it's just, oh, it's just, they nailed it. The presentation's great on that too. Yeah. Love it. Also like this is, I, because I'm playing Elden Ring on PS4. This is like the, actual current generation yes like so i'm guessing this also like looks unbelievable it, it does <laughs> it looks outstanding uh all the all yeah. the players look really as they should and they're they're it seems like they're kind of pushing the limits and like the sweat stuff they can yeah. do as you know the game goes on and the up close and you're like oh damn like you know if you just like look at a glance you're like oh gee is game on? oh no okay he's playing. yeah like it's it's getting there it's it's yeah. getting there. Uh, pretty impressive That's stuff. A, yeah, and it's awesome that those games like keep sucking you back in. You know, it's yes. a, like you'd think like eventually you'd be like, okay, I'm, uh, you know, 
not interested in these anymore, but it's cool that they keep like it fresh enough to keep you interested at year after year. I try to be true to myself. So why would I lie <laughs> and not buy this? You know, yeah. wouldn't I get the pre-order bonus, but that's enough <laughs> of that. The next honorable mention is retro bowl, another sports game. Oh uh, yeah. So another game nice. I played a lot of, uh, Kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, that was very early in the year. Uh, one yeah. that I like. Oh yeah, what? Can I looked at the list? I'm like, yes, I talked about that game a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I played a lot of seasons of that game. Took you know the whatever Jacksonville team because that's who they put me with because they were crap, and then you know I could turn over the roster and do my my GM stuff with it, and then but then the actual game is just a better version of Tecmo Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned in the modern era, and it's just like, wow, they just, again, they knew exactly what people liked about that, a la the Ninja Turtles beat em up, and they just yeah. brought it to present, and I'm like, oh, shoot, like, this is, this is it, this, that feels so good, and it's like a $5 or less game, and I just couldn't be happier with it for, like, a modern retro experience in a, in a sports yeah. sense and, and another perfect one on switch it seems like yes. just fire it up in bed play a quick game perfect. like or, you know like i'm not in the mood to like learn a tutorial or something let me just right. you know fire this up real quick new star games and apparently there's like a they put out a soccer game and i've been just like so Ooh. busy that i've been out of the mix but apparently people like that one too so i'm gonna have right. to buy that i and, might be intrigued yeah. i like a good soccer me game me too uh, Mario, Mario Strikers just missed the cut for me. It, me too. <laughs> you, it, it, honestly, you're being you're joking, but it did it just barely really? missed it for me. Okay, I, I I did have fun playing recently with some friends, uh, but nah, they just I don't think they pushed it. it up that edge. Oh, they, okay, okay. Yeah, they just added uh, a couple of characters. I haven't had a chance to play it, but there's I gotta pop that cart back in. You're not gonna do that. <laughs> don't, don't lie to me, Kevin. So the next nominee <laughs> is uh, <laughs> so the, the last one before the top list is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Yeah, nice. And nice. I, you know, I just this like this was a Kirby game for me. Um, just like that Diablo style, like corridor Kirby mm -hmm. game and, yeah. you know, the co-op stuff in it too. And it's just like the, the presentation and the, the, you know, the fixed perspective stuff and the little special levels that are harder than your average Kirby game. If you want to play yeah. them and get more stuff and I just really enjoyed it and it was really fun for Fiona to watch me play that game too. She had a blast with it. It just, you know, I, I, I like that game a lot. The you know? on rails like sections of that game are like, it's, it's, it's so satisfying to have something where it's just like, okay, I got like the uh, big pipe that I mouthful mode yeah. and yeah. like, I'm just doing this like downhill jam yeah. and I'm like <laughs> nailing all of these jumps. Like Kirby at its best is when it like you like see what you need to do and you get it first try. And like, yep. it is so good at like making you feel like you are like nailing it. And like, yes, yeah. that, that, that game had a lot of really good moments like that. That's a good point. Yeah. I felt that way about like some of the glider section and things like that too. You know, I would get into that zone, like almost a little bit of a dumbed down star Fox feel and some of that yeah. stuff. I was like, Oh, yeah. that's, that's great. Cause like at the end of most of those sections, they would have like that little thing you could go to like retry the section, but I would yeah. just be like, I don't need to retry no. that. I did, I like, did good I did, enough. Did well. 
But that's so true, because like I feel like when we talked about that game on the podcast, like especially when I was editing it back, I was like, man, we nitpicked this game to death, (laughs) man. Like, like, and I and I definitely it was out of love. We just wanted the game to be so much. And it 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 was good. It isn't my favorite Kirby uh, game, but yeah, it is a great like game. Like I I can still like remember a lot of the scenes in it. Like it's 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 definitely one that will stick with me. But it's just like, I don't know. Just didn't. I don't know. I just I feel like we nitpicked it to death. You guys did. I was trying John and I, yeah. Put up I, remember, I remember when you talked about it some more. I was like, yeah, I think we did. We were a little harsh on that one. <laughs> I just, I loved Robobot so much. And like, Fair. this was. Uh, this Still was haven't played really, that one. Me neither. This was a really good one, but I'm just like, ah, but Robobot might be better. Gosh, <laughs> like, I need to just play that slightly. Just like yeah. how uh, Return to Dreamland is just slightly better than Triple Deluxe. Like, they're both great games, but. Yeah. Ugh. Re-releasing Return to Dreamland, uh, which I don't get why, but sure. No, I don't either. But you know, still <laughs> yeah, it all the seems same. Like a that's a random one. Give, yeah, give it's me great. canvas. Give me either can or not canvas curse. Although, give me that one too. Yes. But uh, I was thinking of Epic Yarn. But even Rainbow Curse. Give me any yeah. of those. Yeah, give me any. Curse. I'll take any Kirby game though. I'll probably. Every I don't think Kirby I have the Kirby game Wii. is going to be a good time. Yes, yeah. that that's a fact. Be. That's a fact. Yes, yes, that floor is very high. Yeah, on that yeah. series. Yeah. All right. Top three. Let's Number go. three, Bowser's Fury. Yes. Yeah. I really, <laughs> I, I, I gushed Christmas about list. this. You know, I gushed about this, at least on a couple of episodes. And man, yeah. it just, just such a good, concise 3D Mario experience. Like, I wish it was available as a standalone I game. I know. Why wasn't like, it? Yeah. Give me a $20, $30. It looks $30. so good. Everything yeah. that you've described about it, every bit of it Sounds again. good. Uh, yeah, it does. They they put the love into it. And, you know, it, it's even, like, just a little bit janky, but, like, in a good way as far as I'm concerned. It's just, you know, it evokes that kind of 3D Mario, but, like, more land appears as you do stuff. And it's got the whimsy, and it's got all the gameplay effects that it's drawing from uh, Super Mario 3D World, where it's got a lot of, like, the cat suit stuff, which is super fun and yeah it just it doesn't take itself too seriously and again another game that fiona just absolutely adored watching and so it was a great you know just ripped through this game in 10-ish hours at most but did every every single thing in that game which is ultimately why it made number three is because i completed that game (laughs) yeah that honestly sounds so nice to like i mean i love ripping through a big mario game like odyssey or whatever like the the bigger ones that have 120 stars but it sounds kind of nice to just like let me give like a third of a mario game and just kind of rip through that like size game or whatever. it's real good i yeah Yeah. and and that's it's honestly probably why it's this high is because it was so concise and it was yeah that smaller scale just release it digitally why is nintendo so arbitrary i I know i know know. one day (sighs) Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we have we've been beaten down by Nintendo one day, over the one years. One day when they release know. it with uh, Super Mario Thirty Five on a physical <laughs> cartridge, uh, <laughs> except that oh. they are only releasing thirty five copies of it. That's oh all. god, no, oh god, why Nintendo? Okay. Unreal. That's Unreal. enough Nintendo games. We're not talking yes. about any more Nintendo games because we're going to talk it. about. Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yes, next. we are. Yes. Okay. Yes. Resolution making the top three. Team Andromeda. Yeah. A resolution game. A game that I've wanted to play forever. A game that I've owned forever. And from the early, as Kevin mentioned last time, from the very early days of Tina and I's relationship, some, I don't know, 16 years ago, I got yeah, it sounds it was about right. gifted yeah. this game. 
Um, and, and like, it was just like, Ooh, four disc RPG. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have the time to play that. And, you know, and one of the busiest years of my life, I've made time to play this game and it, it's just like, this is a game that sucks me in and I'll play this game in like two, three hour chunks. And I, I just get into this, like this zone with, with Panzer Dragoon Saga, where it's just like, I don't know, like the presentation and just the, the the battle system as i talked about before is just so engaging like i can't tell you i i could probably count on one hand the number of games where i'm like oh man like i love it when i get sucked into a random battle that i couldn't yeah. see this is yeah. one of those games yeah. like I, yeah i get i can't see the enemies and i'm like oh random battle oh cool yes that's oh, the yeah. that's the part of the game that i like the most and, you know, again, yeah. that's not to say this is a perfect game by any stretch, but it is exactly what it is. And Sega, unlike Nintendo, is willing to take a lot of chances and is yeah. a very, like, unique, experimental, and, like, I can't say there's anything quite like this game. And it's not just because it's $1,000. It's because <laughs> it is what it is. It's like, it's it's they took a rail shooter game series and turned it into a jrpg with like fully voiced cutscenes and like this whole atmosphere and storyline and i'm finally on disc four i still haven't beaten this game nice. but it's this yeah. high and i'm gonna talk about it again because i'm going to beat this game good yes. because every time that you've talked about this game i'm like this game sounds sick as hell yes. how have i not heard like everyone talk about it who like cares about <laughs> jrpgs like this seems like the game that like would I don't know, revolutionize an entire generation of people who played it to create yeah. like a whole new series. <laughs> well, that's yeah. because it released on a failed platform yeah. and with less than 10,000 copies. And yeah, I kind of, I kind of wrote it off just as like, Oh, it's a game that's sought after. Cause it's like this, you know, rare relic of a video game that like, you know, you just, it's just expensive and that's the only reason people care about it. But it's like, Oh, it's yeah. awesome to hear that. It's like the game itself is cool too. I, I just love it. I like I was playing it last night just because I wanted to be fresh on, you know, talking about it again here. And I, I played it for like three hours. I yes. was just like, God, this game's so good. I, yeah, I'm going to play it more. That's Big awesome fan. to hear, because especially when you got to wrestle some of like the retro jank and stuff like that. Yeah. Like playing some of those older games, like the fact that you're still that sucked into it. That's awesome. And there's plenty of retro drink. Like I said before, the, the on foot sections, not good. Really? <laughs> like have their charm. Really cool. It's you know, it's it's charming in its its janky yeah. way, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's still it's like so vibey, so good. So like, yeah, purposeful. Yeah. You'll hear me talk about it more. Good. Can't wait. Can't and wait. Then obviously the number one is Elden Ring. It, Elden <sighs> Ring is incredible. What the hell, it, man? What what else is there to say from software? Just like just dropped at the beginning of this year. Just like here you go. Here's the game of the year. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of yeah. other games that come out. This is the game of the year. God. Yeah. It, I, I don't even know what else to to say. Like, and, and I'm someone that doesn't play a lot of these Dark Souls. Yeah, games. it's like, like like it is more of like neither honestly, it doesn't strike me immediately as a game that either of you would gravitate towards. But if I had to pick, I'd probably pick John over Randall being definitely. like the one to get sucked into it. Oh, if yeah, I I'm had gonna to pick, kill but... a puppet to get an arrow drop instead of actually spying <laughs> arrows at the shop. Of course, I'm gonna spend a full hour just doing that. <laughs> Might be a I, I have arrow. mental illness, I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. it just it's like like John said, it's just so deliberately designed, but it's massive. It's massive. It's, it doesn't it's make the any sense. Fuck. It's yeah. I, I still have I, I I've only just got to uh, uh, the the what is it called the snowy land with the giants? What's that place called? I don't I'm know still there. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. I haven't gotten past that. No, it, it, chugging it, along at yeah. the same pace. Yeah, no, and it's fine it's so because big. there's so much to see. There's so much to go back and see in the other places you were at before. Exactly. I keep yeah. going back and finding new caves or new yes. castles or new Correct. like quest lines. Yes, and it's like I was like, oh, it's so fun to just go back, especially like two places specifically that killed you like and you were yes. like, yeah so yeah. terrified and gingerly yes. moving through them and then like they still will kill you if you are being a little you know cheeky with it but you reckless being yeah. able to go back and be like i never even saw this room i never even saw this entire section 100%. like how did how is this here like, yes it's, and you'll go back so and you'll many. see that stuff and you'll be like oh my god this, this is all here too yeah and like you know i was thinking about this too that like this is Elden Ring in particular is a game where like I put that game down and like, ah, shit, I died again, you know, mm-hmm. in that cave or on that boss or whatever. And I'm back at the bonfire and now yeah. I'm like too tired to like try again because there's like 80,000 runes sitting yeah. halfway through this fucker. And like, <sighs> I know I can do it, but I can't do it right now. Yep. But yeah. I, but I'm not like complaining about that. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this again. Like, how many games it's like a can legit you think adventure. of? Adventure. Yeah. Like, but yep. how many games can you think of where like you you're getting beat on? Like that's it's so oppressive. But and you you're want looking more forward of it. to the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Because it can be empowering too. Because it's so oppressive and so difficult. It's and, and you like John said, you can approach it from so many different ways. And even within, you know, these categories of, of weapons or, or the type of build that you make, there's variance. It, a lot of it. It's it's just wild. It's it's the scope of it is just crazy. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, there, it's it's a game that like. I do like watching people play games, so it's it's one that I'd like to like see you guys play. I don't think it would ever be something that would scratch the itch for me, even though I I bet I could get sucked into it under the right circumstances. But the way you guys talk about it, I'm like, I want to see more of it other than just like the clips I've seen, you know? I know. Um, I know I'm super stubborn, but I, I'm thinking about it now and I really just need to like reclass and like respec for the boss that I'm stuck on. There's no there's no point in why I'm not doing it. It's a dumb thing that I haven't done it. Like I need to just get past the next boss and move to the next area. Hey, like you yeah. said, now you know there's a way that you can respec uh, easier than you did before, which I yeah. very much appreciate that tip. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. In particular, uh, <laughs> considering how long it takes otherwise. Very soon I'll yeah. get to that bird farm section. I, I'm really hoping. I think I'm almost there. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. We'll have to see who uh, who gets across the finish line first, although it sounds like one of those games that like there probably isn't even a real finish line. You know what I mean? There's aren't probably they, more things to do after. Expansion didn't. didn't oh, my God. Know. I wouldn't be surprised. Was, that I, they thing? they've done it for every Dark Souls game, so I wouldn't. Be That's surprised. true. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. And I would fucking do it in a heartbeat. Yes, yeah. me too. Oh yeah, that's it. Breathe, breathe even more life into that game that doesn't need any more than it no, already has. Yeah. That we haven't <laughs> still seen like, not? like half of in the fucking first place. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. That's that's enough. That's enough. All right. So resolution time. 
yeah, let's yeah. roll into it. What are we gonna play this year? And hopefully, well, who knows? <laughs> I'm gonna try my best to not wait till like the week <laughs> before the Kevin, next you're year. You're just lying and lying. Rolls over. Yeah, I, Kevin. I do you want episode. me to be irritating in every week that we record? Just be like, <laughs> I have, hey, Kevin. I have a game pick that I intend to play early on. Intent intentions are, you know, they are what they are. Yeah, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions, Kev. Exactly. The best of intentions. Exactly. But at least I wasn't the only one this year. Although Randall got the the Panzer Dragoon saga in earlier on. Yes. It it was like a Randall under the bus. I did it at the beginning of the year and I did it at the end of the year. That's that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Okay. Resolution. All right. So my resolution in general, I'm, I'm going to kind of cheat, but not really because I'm going to pick one in particular. So my resolution is to play, actually play some of these physical homebrew games that I've that I've yes. purchased over the years. Um, yes. Finally, uh, everything's set up. There's no excuse. I'm literally playing Panzer Dragoon Saga on Saturn hardware through a SCART fucking multi adapter <laughs> through a thing that upscales it to my tv like it's all set up i bought all the stupid shit i've figured it all out i need to play these games so i'm going yeah. to play the homebrew games i've got way too many of them it's time to play them in particular if i have to call one out that i'm going to play this year next year 2023 <laughs> it's dungeons and doom nights which is an nes Ooh. homebrew that's um adventure action um they kind of pitched it on kickstarter which is where i backed it and did the special edition as like uh like zelda meets castlevania sort of gameplay thing going on there um you know then they spent a lot of time and love on it and you know really cool graphics for nes and stuff so i'm i've been excited to play it so that's where i'm planting my flag it's gonna happen Nice. nice. Well, keep me posted if you're whatever homebrew stuff you are playing. If it's yeah. stuff like I was just playing some homebrew stuff myself recently, some of like the Matt uh, Hewson or Hugson. I'm not oh, sure how you yeah. pronounce it, but like Witch and Wiz and yeah. some of, uh, From Below, some of their other games. I know you've talked about From Below on the oh, podcast. Yeah. Great game. Uh, Witch and Wiz was kicking my ass ass man those puzzles are so hard uh but really cool like it was like i I was just playing on an emulator uh but it was like oh man it's really cool to like play modern uh retro games you know true retro games i guess or it's very cool i actually pre-ordered witch and whiz through um limited run but they don't ship you stuff until you until all games in that order are available to ship at the same time so i'm waiting but that should happen anytime uh interesting i have that game too in the next couple of months i think They've been teasing, too, that they're working on, like, a Super Nintendo version of that game. I, I don't know. They've been, like, teasing it here and there. Ooh. They're working on another new game. Like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of their stuff. Yeah, sure. me too. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm excited to hear about some homebrew stuff next yeah. year. What about uh, what about you, John? So I, I mentioned this before we were recording how, like, you know, I've. I've really liked our how we've been doing our resolution games and like I but I've also kind of like built my own expectations. So there's like oh, I can't I can't have that be a resolution game. I can't waste a resolution on that. Whereas like <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to play Near Automata next year. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to eventually play No More Heroes three at some mm-hmm. point. Like very John these, games. Right. Yeah, yeah. These are <laughs> these are games that I own and like will get around to at some point. But like mm-hmm. yeah. a a game that like I have again, like Ali Ali world where mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, I have no business like not playing this game and I need to just force myself to play this game that I Same. know I'm going to enjoy or at yeah. least like will enjoy and really have feel strongly about certain parts of it. 
And that is the second game from Worst Girl Games, which is Heaven Will Be Mine, which is a kind of visual novel uh, mech game. Ooh, Uh, okay. And it is their game after (laughs) We Know the Devil, which is also a a visual uh, novel-esque occult Teen girl, <laughs> nice. Satan okay, game, and like they're they're games that like I've really enjoyed the like other works that the creators have done, and there's I own them. I have merch from like both releases. Like Hell yeah. there is literally no reason why I have not played these games that I know I will enjoy. And so this year I will be playing, or in 2023 I will play Heaven Will Be Mine and I will be very excited to talk about mechs and Hell what, yeah. and the trauma that the pilots have to uh, endure <laughs> yes. to pilot these weapons of destruction. <laughs> PC? Are we talking PC here? Oh, I got this on Steam, baby. I think yeah. they are on Switch. Oh, cool. Maybe We Know the Devil is on Switch, I think yeah don't quote me on that nice i love john's like check out all these triple a video games that i love this year and next year i'm going to be talking about a visual novel <laughs> mech anime game yeah, that's right baby <laughs> that rules i love it that's i love amazing. it well, uh, well, I guess I'll wrap it up with my resolution for next year. Like I was saying, I'm hopefully not going to wait until the last freaking second on this one. And this is kind of <laughs> kind of like John. This is a game not, not anywhere for near as long, but this is a game that's been like sitting in like the back corner of my mind. Like every time I fire up my switch, I'm like, why am I not playing this game? And especially because I love the first game in the series so much. Uh, and that's Anodyne 2 Return Ooh, to Dust. Yes, I've. I've I always this up love for just when like, one of you guys pick a game that I want to play because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah that's an yeah. I was half a, for a second when you started like warming up. I was like, is John going to pick Anodyne 2? I know we both own this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's a game that I uh, have on my Switch. And I think I've even played like the, just the very like first opening like seconds of it. It even has like this really because like, I remember there's like an opening like kind of just like it's not, it has nothing to do with like the actual story of the game. It's just like a message from the developers. It's like, hey, this is what the game kind of is trying to do here. Like enjoy and you know don't think about it too much i can't remember what it says but it's just something like really cool where i was like man what a way to greet the player like what a friendly like welcoming way to be like introduced to a new game or whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah i ended up uh i did like a patreon poll a long time ago uh and anodyne 2 won the poll or it actually tied with death's door i think so i ended up i played death's door and then i ended up i was like i'm gonna do both games but then uh the developer had just uh of anodyne had just released a new game called sephony and i was like you know what i'll actually stream that instead and then i had i was playing it on my laptop i was having technical issues so i only played a little bit of it and it wasn't quite scratching the itch like anodyne did but i don't know anodyne the first one has just been a game that stuck with me ever since i played it like i'm just like man it's one of my favorite games it's just like a top down like really retro almost like janky 8-bit style game and then anodyne 2 is has some of that in it as well but it's also like a really janky like ps1 3d game as well and then you like go into these different worlds that switch to that retro 2d style like uh, I don't know. I just I really love the gameplay of I don't know, just like the mysterious. I don't know everything about Anodyne. I loved and I really am looking forward to experiencing both layers of that. Uh, I don't know <laughs> world in Anodyne too, uh, the 3D and the 2D. But yeah, that's a game that I've been sitting on my like to play list for what feels like years now. So needs to be done. Hell yeah. 
But uh, but yeah, I think we can probably wrap it up here for another uh, long-winded holiday episode, uh, <laughs> per usual. Video but, games uh, are good. They're really yeah, good. <laughs> I, it's one of the few things that's kept me going in uh, 2022, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like we probably said the same thing last year. You know, it's been a rough few years, and games have uh, been a nice distraction. So no doubt. Um, yeah, looking forward to digging into some of these. Maybe even digging into. I, I'm probably never going to pick up my own personal copy of Panzer Dragoon Saga, but you never know. Maybe I'll be rich one day. <laughs> Glad you got in there early on that one before Big it went time like, early, skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, looking forward to hearing uh, more thoughts when you finish that one up. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, until next year or whatever you want to call it, uh, we will uh, catch you then. We're on the internet, pursuingpixels.com. Uh, thanks for listening as always. And yeah, until next week and next year, we'll catch you then and take care. Bye. Bye bye.